Jeremiah chapter 17, going to read one verse of scripture. That's verse 9. Of course, we know Jeremiah being a prophet called before he was ever born. You don't think God has a, a, a way or a plan for people before they're ever born? Look at Jeremiah. And how many could God have a plan for that have been, lives have been taken, aborted? Cast off in a trash can somewhere. Right. Jeremiah 17 and 9 simply says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? You may be seen. One of the most quoted, or an oft quoted, I'll put it that way, maybe not one of the most quoted, but an often quoted verse of scripture uh, dealing with the heart of man. Now, most times when we hear about a heart, we're thinking about this muscle in here that pumps blood through our bodies and then keeps us moving, keeps us alive. And, you know, with, with, with the, the life of the flesh is what? It's in the blood. And we got to have that heart that pumps and keeps everything moving, the oxygen and the nutrients and everything that gets to our body. When we think of heart, that's where our first mind, our first thought probably goes to in our mind. But what Jeremiah is speaking of here is the very uh, essence of man. Their innermost being, our heart, the, the very seed of our emotions, the deepest part of our very existence, he's speaking of here when he says there, what he say? It's deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. The seed of the affections of man. Now, uh, we don't tell you anything new with this statement. We're born, uh, you look what Jeremiah says here, we're born with a depraved heart. We're born with a depraved seed of emotions. The innermost part of the natural man is only evil, folks. It's deceitful above all things. That's why that we need to be born again. That's why the scripture Amen. says that. That's why that we need to have a new heart because the old heart is defective. What happens naturally speaking when something happens to this heart? Uh, you, you either have what? A, a bypass surgery to correct a, something wrong that's wrong there or sometimes you even have to go as far as having a, a heart transplant. Uh, the physical heart gets taken out and uh, one is put in to replace it. But spiritually speaking, we, we need to have heart surgery because why? Well, our heart is deceitful. Our heart is what? Desperately wicked. Now, the scripture speaks about the heart of man and, and being the innermost part of man's emotions. I think it's about 975 times throughout the scripture it speaks of the heart of man. And that's the reference that is given. Now, you think about this heart, there's a lot of things that we do to, with, with our heart. And, and what I mean, once again, our, our seat of emotions or, or the center of our thought process. But you think about the first time or the mention of the heart in the Bible. And it's over there in Genesis chapter 6. And we know in Genesis chapter 6 that God, that's where we read about him uh, finding or Noah finding grace in the eyes of God. Noah being commissioned to build the ark and, and for the saving of those that will get on the ark. But the reason that it was done was why? Let's go to what the word of God says. God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination and the thoughts of what? His heart was only evil continually. Now you think about it, it was so bad during that time, so bad that God looked down and said every imagination and the thought of the heart of man was only evil continually. Yeah, and you know the scripture tells us that it repented God that he made man. Right. Think about that for a minute. 
It repented God. Now, no doubt God in His divine foreknowledge knew what was going to happen. He knew the point that man was going to sink to, but yet it repented God that He made man. But what did He do? Noah found grace. God provided a way out. Sometimes I look around us today, folks, and let me tell you something. If it wasn't for grace, yes, right. there would be times God would look down on this sorry old earth. And, and so many times our, our mindset, we confine ourselves to the good old USA and we're American citizens. That's true. But if God would look down upon this whole earth as a whole, I'm sure, had it been not for His grace and if not for Christ our Savior, that God would take action. Amen. Just look. Look what God's done in the past. Nevertheless, Look at the last mention of heart in the Bible. And this is in the book of Revelation chapter 18. And it's talking about the fall of Babylon. And listen to what it says here. How much she hath glorified herself, speaking of Babylon, and lived deliciously, so much torment and sorrow give her. For she hath said in her heart, I said a queen, am no widow, and shall see no sorrow. Look at other references in the, in the word of God to, to uh, the heart. Genesis 6.6, 6, it says once again there, speaking of, of the flooding time. It repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. Speaking of the heart of God. Right. Think about what it talks about thinking with the heart. That every imagination, as we said, the thought of the heart. Speaking with the heart. When God told Abraham he was going to bless him with a child, Genesis chapter 17, it says then Abraham fell upon his face and laughed and said in his heart, he didn't speak it audibly. He didn't say it out loud, but said in his heart, hey, you know, am I going to have a child? I'm 100 years old. But God knew the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Think about the heart having integrity. Go over to Genesis chapter 20. And we see that when Abraham and Sarah were traveling and they came to a land and Abimelech was there. And Abimelech took a shine to Sarah. And they told, Sarah, told him that that was Abraham's sister. And she even agreed that it was Abraham's sister. If you remember, God came to Abimelech and said, look, you've got another man's wife. You're in trouble. And he said, but wait a minute. She lied to me. She told me this. And listen to what he said. He said, in my integrity, in my integrity of the heart and the innocency of my hands, have I done this? The Bible speaks about the heart fainting. And when it speaks about the heart fainting or losing heart, it means that we just get so discouraged that we're about to collapse or give up. And it talks about Jacob there. It said of Jacob's heart fainting. And certainly one of the things that we need to be careful about, one of the things that we need to guard against was when thinking about Pharaoh. And it said that he hardened his heart. If we're not careful, folks, unsaved, you can harden your heart against the Word of God. Amen. But let's not, as Christians, fool ourselves and think we can't harden ourselves or harden our hearts against the Word of God, against the, the leading of God, and against God's uh, impression upon us. Amen. So we need to be careful about that. Well, we're looking about a few things of the heart today, and here's the truth of the matter is your heart, my heart, everybody, every human being's heart is what? It is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Amen. Now, here's the, the danger, folks, that we have of, of our heart. And we think about it, as we said, our hearts by our sinful nature is naturally depraved. Our heart by its nature will not seek the things of God. Our heart by its nature will not choose to do good. But if we follow our heart, folks, we're going to lead ourselves into a, a life of sin, a life of depravity, a life of trouble, a life of sorrow. And the only hope that we have is to get that new heart. Listen, have that heart of stone removed and that heart of flesh put in that can only be 
done through and by what? Being born again through Jesus Christ. We have a heart problem, folks, and, and there's nothing that we can do about it. Doesn't matter for a man or woman, young or old, doesn't matter what the condition is, but we all have that same heart problem and understand, no matter outside of God, no matter how good we try to live. Now, I don't know about you, but before I now I've told you before, I got saved at 18 years old. And there's a lot of people say, man, getting saved at 18, you didn't have time to get into nothing. You don't know me. Yeah. <laughs> and listen, you don't know the time that I grew up in. Yeah. Things were different then. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, the, the legal age back then was 18, wasn't 21. Yeah. But for us, the legal age started about 16. Right. <laughs> you can always find somewhere to get what you wanted. That's right. yeah. And why did we do that? Because our heart was depraved. And just to understand, folks, that's just the way it is. No matter how good, but what the point I was trying to make is, no matter how we try to change ourselves, no matter how we try to better ourselves, and I'm going to stop doing this, and I'm going to start doing that, even though to some degree we might make some progress, guess what? you still got a depraved, deceitful heart. Amen. And the only hope for that heart is found in Jesus Christ. And if you think about this, what, what Jeremiah says here, the heart is deceitful above all things. Now you think about what the scripture says about being deceived in, in different places. You think about those that were deceived by Satan. Those that were deceived by false prophets and whatever the case may be. You think about the times that maybe you've been deceived by somebody. Somebody that led you the wrong way or, or lied you to you just out and out and, and never even blinked an eye about that we've been deceived. But what does he say? That our heart is more deceitful than anybody else around us. Our heart can harm us more through deceit than anybody else can around us or giving us false information. Think about that, folks. The greatest danger that we have doesn't lie outside of us. It lies inside of us. Yeah. And once again, not this whole muscle pump of blood, but the very seat of our emotions and who we are. And so we have to understand in order to combat this, in order to go against this, we've got to take heed to what the Word of God said. Now listen to what Deuteronomy said. Take heed to yourselves that your heart be not deceived and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. Yeah. Now to take heed simply means put up a hedge, put up a barrier, put up a guard so that you are not deceived. And we know what it's speaking of there in Deuteronomy and we've seen it as a, a, a cycle that just continued so many times through God's people, through the generations, folks. That they would be deceived by those. They would be, begin to follow false gods. They would begin to, to worship idols. They turned their back on God. Matter of fact, I, I'm going to use a phrase here that's out of the Bible, so don't think too bad of it. But it might, God even said around them, they went whoring after other gods. That's what he said. Amen. They committed adultery, spiritual Amen. adultery. Now, now get this, a lot of people get these two words mixed up. I'm going to use them both in the same sense. They committed spiritual adultery by committing idolatry. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. They, they separated or they turned their back on God and followed false idols. Amen. But what did the, the writer say there that Moses wrote in the book of Deuteronomy? Listen, take heed to yourself that your heart be not deceived. Another way that you can guard your heart, another way that you can protect yourself, don't trust your own heart. Amen. Now think about this. Friend. Listen to what, what Proverbs says. Proverbs got some pretty good sayings if you spend time reading he that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. But whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. Now, we know, I, at least I always heard this growing up. Don't ever call anybody a fool. 
Because, you know, the fool's the one that thinks in his heart there is no God. So if you're calling somebody a fool, you're saying that they don't believe in God. Don't ever call somebody a fool. God called people a fool right here in his word. Right. And who did he say were fools or foolish? What? Those that what? Looked and leaned and, 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 and depended and trusted upon their own heart. If we look to our own heart, it's going to lead us astray. How many times did the word of God, matter of fact, we'll take King David as an example. There was a time that David was contemplating going into battle against one of the enemies of God's people. And you know what he did? He went to prayer. He sought God. He asked God and, and asked God to give him direction. The wind came, blew in the mulberry trees. The answer came to David there and said, go out to battle for you will be victorious. What happened? He went to battle and he was victorious. Yes. Another time came up that David was facing an enemy. Didn't bother asking God. He looked up in himself and said, yeah, we're going to do this and we're going to get the victory. And they were defeated. When we begin to follow our own heart, especially when it's in opposition to what the Word of God says, or following our own heart instead of seeking out the, the, the advice and the direction of God, we're going to lead ourselves down paths of destruction. Amen. Because our heart does not have our best interest, folks, at heart to say that. Yeah. Think about it. How many times have you, you said, well, I, I know this is what I need to do, and you do it, and you got there and said, uh-oh, I made a mistake. And, and one of the greatest statements of all, which is so true but so dangerous, God knows my heart. Hundred <laughs> percent true. It is true. But if we're going to make that statement, we better make sure our heart's right. right. We're going to make that statement. You know, sometimes you can talk to people about different things and and and. and, and Talk to them about the Word of God and the Lord. And, and I'm talking about lost and saved alike. And, and, and they'll always come out. Well, God knows my heart. Yes, yes He knows your heart. Yes. He knows your uprising and your downsending. He knows everything about you. Backward, forward, inside, out. God knows you better than you know yourself. And God knows your heart. Amen. So when you use that statement, God knows my heart, make sure your heart's in the right place. And never follow your heart. You ever heard anybody give that advice, honey, just follow your heart? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> well, I'm just not sure what to do. I don't know uh, this and I don't know that. You just follow your heart and everything will be okay. Mm -hmm. He feedeth on ashes. This is the book of Isaiah. A deceived heart hath turned him aside, that he cannot deliver his soul, nor say, is there not a lie in my right hand? Our heart, folks, will lead us in the wrong direction. Our hearts, when we begin to look within ourselves to see what decisions we need to make, and especially when it comes to the course of our lives, we need to not look into our heart but look to God because what we have to understand, this is not a today issue. It's not a week issue. It's not a this month issue. It's an eternal issue. And a lot of the decisions we make may not affect us eternally. But listen, when it comes to salvation and, and eternal life in Jesus Christ, you follow your heart, you're never going to get there. We've got to follow what God says. Amen. Religion can deceive your heart. Amen. Listen to what James said. If any man among you seem to be religious, we back up a minute. If any man or woman, yeah. now when I was reading the rest of this, you're probably going to get mad. Among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his or her tongue. Yeah. But deceiveth his own heart. This man or woman's religion, this person's religion, is in vain. 
Think about that. He said, if we don't what? Bridle our tongue, what are we doing? We're deceiving our own heart. And you've heard me say this before. This is kind of off the, the message what I have here. But, uh, you know, there's some people that absolutely cannot keep their mouth shut. Amen. They, 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 they got to say it. We think about Job. Somebody mentioned Job earlier. Remember his friends sat with him. They mourned with him. Sat in sackcloth and ashes. Man, everything was great. was fine. Hey, here's my buddy. You find out who your friends are when trouble comes. But then they began to open their mouth. Couldn't bridle that tongue. But yet there's times, listen, and I've never tell, I'm not going to tell you here, don't lie, don't tell a half truth, but sometimes it's better not to open the mouth. But I found in my life and in the relationships that, that I've had with people down through the course of life, there's those that say, well, if you can't handle the truth, don't ask me. But they're the ones that can't handle the truth yeah, when you give it back to them. Yeah, Amen. Nevertheless, pride can deceive your heart. You want pride to get lifted up within ourselves? Amen. You know a proud look is one of the abominations to God, a thing that he hates. That's what the scripture says. Jeremiah 49 says, Thy terribleness hath deceived thee, the pride of thine heart. O thou that dwellest in the clefts of the rock, that holdest the height of the hill, that thou should makest thy nest as high as an eagle, I will bring thee down from thence, saith the Lord. <laughs> what deceived God's people? It says there very simply. The terribleness that they had and the pride of their heart. Don't get so lifted up within ourselves that we think that we've done something. Amen. Don't get so lifted up within ourselves that we think we're responsible for everything. Boy, if it wasn't for me, I wouldn't be saved. What for me doing this? What for me doing that? What for me doing that? And doing all these things, and I wouldn't be going to heaven. What for Jesus, we wouldn't be saved. What for Jesus, we wouldn't be going to heaven. Amen. Now that's not to discard what the scripture says that we're to live a life that honors him. Don't get me wrong. But any time we get to the point that our focus gets on I, and folks, you don't have to go long. As a matter of fact, we was flipping channels yesterday evening or last night, whenever it was, and, and I've mentioned this guy before, not going to name a name today, but come across this guy, and I said, man, I haven't seen him in a long time. But if you listen to him for five minutes, you'll hear four minutes and 55 seconds of what he's done and five seconds of what God's yeah. done. Yeah, right. And the only reason he throws God in there, he probably feels guilty. I don't want to leave him out. <laughs> That's just my opinion. Take it or leave it. Once again, false prophets can deceive us, folks. Listen to what Scripture says in Luke, and we know who's talking here. He said, Take heed that you be not deceived, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and the time draweth near. Go ye not, therefore, after them. What have we seen in, in, the, in the last few decades? We've seen those that have come forward with, with supposedly uh, uh, carrying the gospel of God, carrying the word of God. But they began, once they get people hooked and once they get people drawn in, they began to twist it and change the scriptures. And, and people don't have a, enough knowledge of the word of God to know they're being deceived. They don't have enough knowledge to know they're being told wrong. And before you know it, they've got all this following. And, and about every single time, what has it led to? Mass destruction and death. Because they were deceived by others. If we have that heart for God, and we've had that heart transplant or, or that new heart that's been put in us, folks, and, and we study to show ourselves approved, we, we won't be deceived. If you learn the original, nobody can deceive you with a, a, a counterfeit. 
And remember what I, uh, Jeremiah said here. It's desperately wicked. Yes. Desperately wicked. Think about that, folks. Uh, desperately. You think about it. That is something that's just extreme. And look what the Word of God says in Matthew. For out of the heart <laughs> yeah. proceed evil thoughts, right. murders, yeah. adulteries, Amen. fornications, right. thefts, false witness, oh, blasphemies, and we can continue on. Where does all that come from that man does? Out of the wickedness and evilness of his heart. Right. And look what's going on around us today. Right. And I'm telling you, I, I've seen things that I, I just have to scratch my head, shake my head. And say, How can somebody be that wicked? How can somebody do that? Be so evil that, that, that they're doing the things they're doing? Jeremiah gives the answer right here. It's because of the heart. And the heart has not been changed and, and they've not been born again, but they're, they're, they're following the heart. And folks, the heart of man will lead us down the wrong path. The heart of man will, will lead us, as we said, to problems and, and trouble and destruction if we follow the heart of man because our desires are what? Are carnal. Amen. They're worldly. Thank God greater is he that's in me Amen. than he that's in the world. Right. Now think about this. The heart is depraved. The heart is desperately wicked. And Jeremiah finishes that verse asking a question. And really it's a rhetorical question. He's not asking for an answer. He said the answer is understood. Who can know it? No one. We don't have... Listen, we... We want to go around sometimes and saying, well, I know what they're thinking. I know what's in it. We don't know what's in our own heart. Right. Amen. And we don't know what's in our own heart. There's no way we know what's in somebody else's heart. Right. But we want to make that, 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 that statement or that, that judgment. Now, I know why they did it. I know where their heart is. I know what it is. No, you don't. That's right. We all have our own opinions and, and different things, but they're nothing more than that. But we've got to put up a spiritual defense for our hearts. Proverbs says this, keep Thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. <clears throat> Keep your heart, guard your heart, as we said before. Put a hedge up around that. Protect it with all diligence, he says there, and diligence. Meticulously, everything that we can do, let's guard our heart. What do we have to do? We need to put on the breastplate of righteousness. Yeah, amen. As Paul gave us the, the spiritual armor. And we've got to protect this heart, folks, because it's the only, uh, listen, we only get to go around once. Brother Henry Dameron, a great friend of mine, mentor, pastor I started preaching under, that was one of the things he'd always say to me and Hope. We, we'd start talking about something. He said, look, you don't get a second chance. You only go around once. We better make sure we get it right the first time. Because in case you haven't heard, there's no reincarnation. You're not going to come back as some animal or some this or some that. Once that last breath is taken, you're going to need to be Amen. in the presence right. of the Lord. Amen. Or you're going to lift your eyes in heaven. Yeah. And folks, that's why we need to guard our hearts. Now, now think about this, what God says in, in the Word of God in Deuteronomy. Now, Israel, what doth the Lord God require of thee but to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul? Been thinking about some of the things Brother Bill mentioned last week. What is it? What's the problem? We're not giving God all our heart anymore. Yeah. You hear me? Right. We're kind of half-hearted anymore. I, I'm not speaking for everybody. Don't get me wrong. But as a whole, the church in general, yeah. we're not we're not seeking God with all of our heart. 
And I think it was Jeremiah that even made the statement that we'll search for God, we'll, we'll look for God, we'll find Him, but we're not going to find Him until we seek with all of our heart. That's why the scripture says that what? we need to confess with the mouth and believe with the heart. Right. That's how salvation comes about, how we, how we become born again, we become a child of God. It's that belief in the heart. And that belief in the heart is not simply saying, well, I believe in God. Yeah. Right. Man, all my life, I told you, I was taken to Sunday school. I knew what the Word of God says. I knew... Uh, Everything about Jesus Christ. I believe that he, that he was born of a virgin. I believe that he lived a sinless life. I believe that he rose again. I believe that he ascended back to God. But I wasn't saved because I believed that up here. So many people want to say, well, I, I believe it. But do you believe it with all your heart? That's what makes the difference, folks. Listen to what it says in the book of Acts. Who, when he came, and had seen the grace of God was glad. We're talking about Paul here. And exhorted them all that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. What is it? With purpose of heart. Not only is it a belief and, and with all of our heart that, that we accept the truth of God's word and we're born again. But we've got to cleave to God with all that belief. We've got to hold on to God. We've got to be determined that when we begin this race or this walk, however you want to look at it with God, we're going to be in it all the way until the end. And the only way that we can do that is dedicate and, and commit our hearts completely and, and, and all, all holy to Him. W-H-O-L-L-Y. Why? Because look at our hearts. I think back and Folks, the people that I've known from since I got saved, 18 years old, 38 years ago. Think about that. September the 11th, 1982. 38 years. And the people yeah. that I have seen in the walk of God that have fell by the wayside, uh -huh. that have given up and quit, yeah. that have turned and went back. And not one of those folks are above that. Right. Don't ever think. I'll never do that. Right. There's that heart of pride coming out of me. Yeah. <clears throat> and if we commit ourselves wholly and completely to God, give our hearts to Him. Folks, as He said here, uh, every inch of us, our, our, our heart, our soul, and our minds as well, then we can continue on this walk. And, and listen, we don't walk it alone. It's not about us getting out there. We, so many times people think, well, you know what? I needed Jesus to get saved, but from here on, it's all about me. Oh, no. You need Jesus every waking yeah, minute of your life. Right. Amen. We've got to understand the heart dictates what we do. I just read that to you. Out of our heart are the issues of life. And the heart declares what we are. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What do you think of in your heart? <clears throat> Who are you in your heart? And folks, we, we're going to fall into either one of two categories. We're either going to be lost and undone without Christ, yes. being led by that deceptive, wicked heart, or we're going to be saved and have the new heart within us and being led by the Spirit of God. <clears throat> Which heart do you have today? As we stand.
very simply, heads bowed, eyes closed this morning. You're here and you don't know the Lord. Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. That's the greatest need you have. Your heart, up to this point right now, has led you down the wrong pathway. You say, wait a minute, preacher, you don't know me. I, I'm a pretty good moral person. I do what's right. I'm honest. I, but listen, your heart will not lead you to seek salvation in Jesus Christ. That's why it takes the Holy Spirit of God to convict and draw you. Because your heart won't do that. But you need a new heart created within you. That can only become possible by being born again, by accepting Christ as your Savior. Christians today, let's guard our hearts. Let's put up that hedge of uh, 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 the Word of God. Put up that hedge in our walk with God and knowing that He is able to get us through whatever may come our way. Because if we're not careful, our hearts can be deceived. Folks, when our hearts are deceived, we'll walk down the wrong path. As a man thinketh in his heart, thinketh in his heart, so is he. As simple as that is, as short as a verse that is, it says so much. Thank you.